Barry Ecker joining us from Marketing Focus. Barry, today we want to talk about going where the demand is because consumer expectations, demands and buying patterns have and are changing inflation, higher prices and a lack of product supply uh, tempering sales. So what does this mean for consumers and also those in business? Well, consumers have now been far more selective. They're not going out there and just randomly viewing window shopping and scanning what's available. They're choosing where they're going to buy, what they're going to buy, and therefore their routine is a lot narrower and a lot shorter and a lot more immediate. For businesses, they're seeing a slowdown in foot traffic, on telephone contact, on online communications, and they're saying, let's go out there and find new customers. Well, one of the books I wrote on customer service serves you right. We were able to establish from research that it's six times more cheaper and effective to get more business out of existing customers than what it is to actually entice a new customer in through the doors for the first time. I think the fundamental issue is we were down south just recently working with an orthodontist group of pharmacists, uh, 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 sorry, dentists, and uh, we were talking about where they could grow their business. And I explained to the people that 63% of people who've been dealing with a business for longer than three years, now that's 63%, said that they were not aware of the full range of product services and applications that were available from the businesses that they're already dealing with. So there is a wonderful opportunity to go out there, communicate, and educate the consumers of exactly what is available from who they're already doing business with, because the one thing that people want to avoid is making a whole lot of decisions about what to purchase. Barry, I was living in Queensland about 10 years ago. I remember there was a retailer up there, electronics retailer, Wow Sight and Sound, and they went into liquidation. And one of the criticisms was that they weren't encouraging customers back into the store for repeat business. There was no loyalty program out there. Do businesses need to introduce loyalty programs to attract attention and win sales? No, because most loyalty programs are giving rewards of about 2 to 3% at the most. And people would say, hold on, you mean 3% and you're asking for loyalty? No, they're talking about that is an entitlement card. 75% of the people who own a flybys program through Coles also have a, a, a rewards program through Woolworths. So they're not giving rewards and they're not giving loyalty and therefore it's a very much divided type of situation. It's almost a fallback situation is when business is tough and we've run out of ideas, let's introduce a loyalty card. Well, it doesn't work. It's not affecting loyalty. What you'd be far better doing is say, hold on, let's go out and talk about what is new, innovative and creative because when you introduce something that is new, it becomes news and that's the magnet that attracts people's attention and their customs. So in Wow Sight and Sound's case, um, that in the report it said that you know there was no incentive to win back uh, repeat business there. So clearly they they were they weren't doing anything new and innovative. But you see another outlet like JB Hi-Fi, um, and their sales are going really well. Very much so because what they do is they keep communicating to people to say, hold on, now that you bought that, have you thought about that? Uh, where your you know, previously down at Albany, and you know, there's an electrical retailer that we've been working with. They're finding that over seventy percent of their business is repurchased. See, electrical appliances wear out refrigerators, vacuum cleaners, whatever it may be, floor polishes and that type of situation. If you've got a record of when these people have been buying, one, you could say, hold on, you need to bring it in and get it maintained. But in, no, hold on, 
you bought that three years ago, it would be far better now to be actually trading in and getting something new because look at all the advantages and benefits and the cheaper production, you know, the lower emissions that we're actually producing, the less electricity that we're using. And so you go out there and communicate with people and they say, gee, I hadn't thought about that. What a good idea. I really do appreciate the information because people don't want to sit and contemplate and say, well, what am I going to buy? Because at the moment, the inclination is if I've got to think about it, I'm not going to buy. If they're educated to say, here it is, this is just a foregone conclusion, this is what you should be doing because other people are doing it, that's an enticement enough for people to maintain the relationship with you. And Barry, how relevant are brand names and relationship marketing in in the current marketplace? More so than ever before because what people don't want to do is they don't want to go onto the social media because just in Amazon alone, there's over 10 million products and brands and services available on the Amazon you know, platform. What they want to do is to simplify the whole buying process. Now, we started with the conversation when we said people aren't shopping as wide or as long as what they've done on the path. It's simple. It's accessibility. So brands, if people can identify a brand, they say, well, look, it may not be the cheapest. And like, you know, here's a chainsaw and it's German made and therefore it's high technology and it's orange. And I look at it and I recognize it. And when I'm watching the football, there's the arena advertising. So my God, let's go out and get that because gardening's coming up in September very shortly. And we're going to be out there in the garden. We can have that sort of thing. And so there is a very simple process made simple, purely and simply because of recognition of brand. So if there's a time for the Avon Valley, for Northern York, Meriden, or those type of situations to say, one, brand your area, brand your community, community, and above all else, brand your business, that's the sort of thing that's going to attract people and get them coming back more often. And what's that old saying? Is it share of mine equals share of marketplace? <clears throat> Absolutely. Now, that's a very good question because here's the point. of people when making a decision usually make the decision to go out and consider buying in the absence of any external advertising. So they're in the comfort of their home, they're in the living room, there's no advertisements, there's no newspaper, the TV's not on, they've not got the mobile phone on, they've not got their computer there. And so what they say is, well, hold on, when I think this product, what brand comes to mind first? So that's unaided recall. It's one thing to say, let's spend a lot of money every day on the newspaper and we'll have a, you know, four pages of a, a supplement and we'll have our brand repeated there. But you've won the race because that in those situations is aided recall. Unaided recall, as you've said, in 1969, Jack Trout and L. Reese wrote the book, positioning the battle for the mind the mind has got no eyes so what you've got to do is to say what do people associate with that product and is it my brand and if it isn't then i've got a branding problem barry Urkin from marketing focus thanks very much thanks terry